Welcome back to Haunted Moonlight with me, Michelle. Um, I just want to start off by saying that there is a very loud portable, sp uh, not speaker, air conditioner in the background, uh, so I apologize if you can hear it, but um, just real quick uh, to let you guys know, not that any of you care, we're having problems with the AC in our apartment. So, like I said, to keep this as brief as possible, our AC started leaking about a week and a half ago. We put in a maintenance request, and they showed up Friday night to look at it, and by Friday night, I mean 8 p.m. Uh, he came back Saturday night to fix it, was here for four hours, and was like, ta-da, it's done. But we got home from the Ryzen game that night um, to puddles everywhere, so clearly not fixed. I called them on Sunday. They said they would come. Nothing. Morgan stayed home sick on Tuesday, called the office and said, hey, you can come today, like I'm home. They told us someone would come. No one came. We called the office again Wednesday and said, listen, it's still leaking. The drywall's still falling from the ceiling. You need to get someone here. And they said someone will be there between two to four. Now, for the work order I submitted, I put you have to call us to make an appointment and that there's a dog, so you can't just enter. Cool. They obviously didn't give a shit. Because yesterday, when like Morgan's like, well, we're at work. And they're like, okay, well... If you're not there, then it's not getting fixed. So you better be there. <laughs> so we had to leave work. Um, so they came yesterday, because today is Thursday. Uh, they came yesterday. They were here from 2 to 6.30. Guy number one shows up. Um, he's working, and somehow he cuts the refrigerant line, or whatever the fuck it's called. And um, there's sparks everywhere. There's high-pressure gas coming out. I guess that's the coolant or whatever. And um, so now we have zero air conditioning at this point. Um, he also, I guess, hurt himself when he did that, like got burned by the, the, the stuff. So he, he left, but didn't tell us he was leaving. He just left his tools and left, um, I guess to go to urgent care because a second guy came and told us that. Um, so the second guy comes, he's a supervisor. He works on it. He fixes it. So it's not leaking. So now it's not leaking, but that could just be because we have no air conditioning. So I can't turn on the AC to try it because we have no air conditioning. So who knows? It might still be leaking. So anyway, I, um, oh, I'm sorry. Let me go back. So they left at 630 last night without telling us they were leaving. Like just walked out the door. We thought they were going to get more tools and they just never came back. So we called our apartment maintenance emergency. No, backtrack, Michelle. I called their company and they wouldn't give me any answers because I'm just a resident. I'm not the apartment complex. So I called our emergency maintenance line and that guy was really frustrated and he's like, what the fuck? Like they, they didn't actually fix it. I'm like, no, like this is what happened. He's like, they need to just come replace your whole thing. Like, I don't understand. Um, but he sent one of his men to hook up this portable AC that's sitting right next to me. So you might hear that in the background. I'm very sorry that that was a long explanation and not short whatsoever, but that is the reason I am off today. I took a emergency day potentially a sick day if I can't get proof um that <clears throat> excuse me that um they are they're supposed to come fix this today will they come probably not because they apparently don't like us here so if anybody in Arizona knows of an affordable apartment um please let us know because I'd love to leave here um moving on I do have one update um besides that air conditioning uh, my friend Jenny from Literary Creations by Jenny, she made me a t-shirt and a tote bag for the podcast. And guys, I cried when I opened them. They are beautiful. 
I love them so much. I've already used my um, tote bag. I brought it to work yesterday, and I even had a coworker be like, oh, I would buy one of those. And I'm like, oh, you would? Okay. Um, so once I look like a human being, I will um, put them on and post them on Instagram. I'm very excited. The tote, the design takes up the whole one side of the tote for the most part, so I really love that. And then the shirt, um, Jenny and I thought it would be best um, to put it like where a pocket would be on a tee so it there is no pocket but it's a pocket tee design and I think it looks really good up there I just don't know that it would look cute as a big full front design but um Jenny also said she could make me a hoodie and I think I'm gonna take her up on that um but so uh, Jenny made that for me so thank you Jenny um I've known Jenny for four years I've been repping for her uh company since she started I was her first customer um and we've just we became friends from that and I think that's really magical that bookstagram brought me this friend that I've had for four years um but she started off as just making book sleeves and those are like padded sleeves they're really cute designs that you put your books inside so they don't get damaged when you're traveling with your books so if it's in your purse or your backpack or your suitcase or however like it won't get damaged um, but she does so much more than just book sleeves now. She also does t-shirts, hoodies, crew necks, bookmarks, stickers, magnets, tote bags, and she does themed boxes. Um, and those have been fun because, you know, everything goes together. There's a bookmark in there, um, a sticker, a t-shirt or a sweatshirt and the sleeve and they all tie in. Um, but she also does custom book sleeves. So you would just go to the website she orders her fabric from and you send her the link for the fabric you like and she will make you a sleeve of that so I I love that feature I use that feature a lot because I you know I like weird shit so I pick weird fabrics and you know that's just just what we do um you should definitely check out her shop I will put it in the show notes and I will also put my discount code because if you use it you will save money on your goodies um, and who knows, maybe someday there'll be a Haunted Moonlight podcast book sleeve for you. Who's to say? Um, <clears throat> oh, just kidding. One more thing. I listened to an audiobook uh, while I was working. La- I think this was last week, or did I finish it this week? Hmm, last week, I think. And uh, it's called Deep and Shallow Lies by Ginny Meyer Sane. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but... Uh, it is a young adult story. It takes place in New Orleans where one of the summer kids, that's what they call themselves, has gone missing. So the rest of the summer kids are trying to figure out what happened to her. And they all have different psychic powers because New Orleans. And um, I can honestly say I didn't see the ending coming at all. Normally I can solve the book halfway through or earlier. Um, this I had no freaking idea until they told me who it was. So, um, I did end up giving it five stars and I would probably say for me personally, it was a four star read, but I bumped it to five sim- just because I literally could not figure out the ending. Like sh- the author had to tell me who did it for me to know who did it. So I appreciated that. Um, I think it would be a really good read for spooky season, especially right now in September, beginning of October, where it's still, like, changing seasonally. I think it it fits there really well. 
Um, and I don't know about you, but there is um, a hurricane storm in it that is comparable to Katrina. Um, so just know that going in in case that is something that is a trigger for you. Because I don't want anybody to be upset when they read. Oh, I mean, there's like death and stuff too. So, um, But anyway, now let's get into today's episode. Um, this one might actually end up being uh, my longest episode yet. And I'm kind of excited about that. But um, let me see. Today, All right. We are going to be starting a new, I'm going to call it a series, um, called the Most Haunted Places State Edition type thing. Um, I will not do these episodes back to back, but I thought it would be cool to go over each state and find their most haunted locations or what the internet tells me is their most haunted locations. Um, If a place doesn't have that much for me to work with, you probably will get two states in one episode, like in today's episode. Um, And I will be going in alphabetical order. So today we begin with Alabama and Alaska. And excuse me for one second while I take a sip of water. A bitch is parched. Okay, let's start with Alabama. This information comes to us from Alabama Travel, and I will link that in the show notes like I always do. Up first, we have Maple Hill Cemetery in Huntsville. This cemetery is the largest and oldest in Huntsville. It was established in 1818 and has more than 80,000 gravesites. That is a fuck ton of gravesites. There are supposedly sightings of spectral apparitions and strange noises after dark. Y'all, I'm aware it's a cemetery and cemeteries are creepy regardless. Like, come on. One of the most haunted places within Maple Hill Cemetery is an area known as the Dead Children's Playground. I I hate and love that it's called that. I, I'm torn. Um, in that area, people claim the swings move by themselves or by the ghosts of children playing. It's also like maybe the wind, but who's to say? Next in Alabama, we have the Drish House in Tuscaloosa. Here, people have seen things like phantom fires and ghostly lights. The hauntings began in 1884 after the owner of the house, Sarah Drish, died. John Drish, Sarah's husband, uh, he died in 1867 after falling from the top of the stairwell. That's terrible. Um, Sarah had kept candles from her husband's funeral in hopes to use those same candles for her own funeral one day. I don't love it, but I get it. Um, When Sarah died, her family searched for those candles and they couldn't find them anywhere, which then made Sarah uh, very angry, Um, so angry that she came back to haunt the house. Uh, And that includes causing a fire in the third story tower by lighting said candles. So I'm glad that um, our dead Sarah was able to find her candles after all. Third, (coughs) we have Sloss Furnace in Birmingham. This is a national historic landmark and it transformed coal, oh I'm sorry, and it transformed coal and ore into steel from 1882 to 1971. So that was running for almost 100 years. No. Yeah, almost 100 years. Michelle Math is hard. Um, There's an urban legend about Sloss Furnace. uh, And this legend states that James 
quote, slag, and quote, Wormwood, a foreman of the graveyard shift, liked to make his workers take dangerous risks uh, in the hopes of impressing the supervisors. These risks resulted in 47 workers losing their lives and other workers losing their ability to work. In 1906, Wormwood allegedly lost his footing at the top of the highest blast furnace <clears throat> Sorry, guys. And plummeted into a pool of melted iron ore. Uh, I know he was like a shitty person, but that's still a terrible way to die. He fell because he was supposedly dizzy from the gases in the furnace. But most people believe that the workers that were there uh, just fed him into the furnace, uh, which he maybe deserved, maybe not. Um, since we believe in ghostly shit here, uh, I think all the people who died on his watch pushed him into it, but we obviously won't know that for sure. After his disappearance, also known as his death, people started to complain of an unnatural presence. Some of these people claimed to have been approached by a man with terribly burned skin, and he would angrily shout commands at them. Um, he sounds like a super fun guy, like definitely be my boss, you know? Fourth in Alabama is the Gaines Ridge Dinner Club in Camden. The Gaines Ridge Dinner Club has been named the most haunted restaurant in all of Alabama. The restaurant is a home that was built in the 1820s. Um, it's known for its family of ghosts. This includes a woman screaming and calling out as she floats past the windows and a ghostly reflection of a tall bearded man in black known as Old Ebenezer Hearn. Other guests have reported hearing screaming and crying from a baby and smelling pipe smoke, like pipe tobacco smoke, when there was no one in the house smoking. These ghosts have been deemed harmless and seem to only enhance the draw to the restaurant. I feel like if a woman went past me screaming and calling out, um, that, that, it's not hard, it's not harmful, but it's not fun. Our last stop in Alabama uh, we have Fort Morgan in Gulf Shores. Fort Morgan is a third system masonry fort that was built between 1819 and 1833. Uh, this is a very long time to me, but also like the 1800s. And so what the fuck do I know? Like, I don't know what the process was to build anything. I still don't know. Whatever. It served a prominent role in the Battle of Mo um, I'm going to, I know it's, it looks like mobile, but mobile. Cause, right, isn't it Mobile, Alabama? I don't know. Anyway, that place, Bay. Spanish-American War, World War I, and World War II. People believe that the souls of those that perish there are still around. The rumors are that the ghosts wander the grounds at night. Visitors reported hearing voices and cries of men at night, hearing footsteps without anyone else being around, and see apparitions walking the halls. However, the most witnessed ghost is a young woman that was attacked in the fort. They believe she wanders the fort looking for her attacker so she can get justice. Girl, get your justice. You deserve it. Fuck those men. Anyway. Now we're going to head to Alaska, which is very different from Alabama. And this information comes to us from <clears throat> a site called Haunted Rooms. Um, also, I'm going to preface this. I don't think any of these sounded all that scary to me personally that I found. Um, but this is what I found. So if you've been to Alaska, if you live in Alaska, if you know of better haunted places in Alaska, please send them to me. Because I, to me, none of these are that 
haunted, I guess. I don't know. But first we have, I'm probably going to say this wrong, Begitch Towers in Whittier. Uh, Whittier, Alaska is a, is small. Like almost all of the residents, which is 215, um, at least that was the amount of residents at the time this article was written, live, uh, live in those towers. It's a condominium. This building is 14 stories, and it also has stores, churches, and public utilities. The ghosts here pr- seem pretty team. One likes to whistle while they stroll around. Another is heard stomping up and down the stairs. One time the city manager woke up when they heard a rustling noise in the kitchen, but once they got to the kitchen, no one was there. I don't know. That seems pretty whatever to me, but again, whatever. So next is Fairbanks Memorial Hospital in, you guessed it, Fairbanks. Uh, Hospitals are always creepy even when they're not haunted, but witnesses have said that whenever an infant patient is close to death, Mysterious spirits will appear in the nursery ring, wing, not ring, Michelle. The nurses think that these aren't ghosts, but angels sent to guide the children into the afterlife. But if they are spirits, they are friendly. The only other things they say about it is that the temperatures plummet and they hear babies crying in empty rooms. So that sounds pretty ghostly to me. And I'm just so sad that these babies are sad and dying and dead. Um... Next up, we have Old Jesse Lee Home for Children in Seward. The Jesse Lee Home for Children first opened in 1926, and in its heyday, it was home to hundreds of orphans. Um, This makes me very, very sad that there were so many orphans, and yes, I am aware that we still do have a lot of orphans, but I just think about the conditions in 1926 versus what it is now. And I know that it's still not perfect, but um, I know that it's probably better now than it was then. In 1964, the property suffered tremendous damage during an earthquake, and several of the children were killed. These are the children that are now haunting the property. When people visit the building, they feel dread and despair immediately. Visitors also hear giggling children, even though none are present. One might also hear the sound of jump ropes and bouncing balls, as well as seeing tiny shadowy figures moving past the windows. There were fundraising efforts to restore this location, um, but demolition began in November of 2020. So I guess for me, I'm wondering if these spirits will end up haunting whatever goes there next. My guess would be yes. Um, I did not look into what they're building in its place, but now that it's 2023, I would assume they have some type of plan. If I find out, I'll get back to you. Our fourth location is Igloo City Hotel in Cantwell. This hotel is abandoned abandoned, on an isolated stretch of the park's highway, and it literally looks like an igloo. It was built in the 70s and was never completed. No one knows exactly why it was never finished, but it is allegedly haunted. I don't know how it's haunted when it was never finished. There's no reports of death or anything. I don't know. But reports claim that they see strange lights coming from inside the structure and a woman in white looking out of the windows. So, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say that's haunted. It could just be somebody that doesn't have a place to live that is living there and lighting some type of light. But maybe it is haunted. I don't know. 
next we go to Wendy Williamson Auditorium at the University of Alaska in Anchorage. This auditorium is only a little older than 40 years old, but there's still ghosts there. One spirit is said to be an angry male that dislikes brunettes. My guess is he has mommy issues. Um, but women with long brown hair are often pushed by this man. Another ghost that was seen was a woman in white. Why are the women always in white? Why is that a thing? She appeared during a performance and the audience thought she was a part of the show, but then she just disappeared. There are also reports of giggling children and a teenage boy. Chugging along in Alaska, we now head to Nightmute High School in Nightmute. Uh, can we talk about how Nightmute is a terrifying name for a town? I don't, I don't love it. There is supposedly a little girl that haunts the school's bathrooms. <coughs> Moaning Myrtle. <coughs> she flushes the toilets. This is nice if you ask me because I hate when people don't flush the toilet. And also turns the lights on and off. I don't love that because if I'm going to the bathroom, please leave the lights on. This ghost is not confined to the bathroom, though. Mm -mm, no. She also is heard wandering the school humming and often plays with the basketballs in the gym. No one knows who the girl actually is, but there was a grave discovered under room 106, which could potentially be her grave. Um, but me, personally, I feel bad for this little girl that we don't know who she is. We don't know if that's her grave. And if it's not her grave, then whose grave is it? Because somebody is dead. <sighs> okay. Alaska has a lot, but like I said, none of these are really all that haunted to me. So now we, um, we make our way to, and this one, I'm not 100% sure on pronunciations for any of the above, Badarka Road in Chugiok. Guys, I'm not from Alaska. I don't know. This story regards a tragic axe, axe, axe accident. A five-year-old girl was helping her dad chop wood to bring back to their cabin where her mother and sister were waiting. It is said that the dad embedded the axe into a tree to make sure she didn't fall on it like while walking around or anything. But when he turned his back, she wanted to try to impress him by, by pulling it out and chopping wood on her own. Oh, this poor little angel. This plan went horribly wrong. Uh, trigger warning for death of a child. Uh, she pulled the axe down on her own head, which killed her instantly. The dad was clearly distraught and wouldn't leave her alone in the woods. So he sat out there cradling her lifeless body, which led him to die, which led him, which led to him dying of hypothermia. Words are so hard. It is alleged, let, mm, allegedly, there is Words are so hard today, guys. It is alleged that if you drive down this road at around <clears throat> 3.30 a.m., you might see the man cradling his daughter by the side of the road. That is so heartbreaking. I hate it. I hate it so much. All right. We have two more places in Alaska, guys. This is going to be the longest episode. I'm so happy. But I'm not. But I am. All right. So, we are now at the Red Onion Saloon in Skagway. Skagway. 
Um, also, red onion. It reminds me of the golden onion from um, Twilight, but whatever. The red onion was originally a brothel, but was also used as army barracks, a bakery, a laundry, a union hall, a gift shop, and a television studio. I'm really getting their money's worth. Um, there are guided tours available with tour guides dressed as madams. I don't love that. Um, the saloon had a unique way of doing business. The first floor was the bar. And the upper floor had 10 rooms where the ladies would, quote unquote, entertain their guests. Um, in the bar, there were 10 dolls that represented the working girls. If a doll was lying down, it meant laying down. It meant she was, quote unquote, busy. But if she was upright, she was available. Honestly, like this, this whole um, saloon brothel makes me want to throw my brains up. Like, yuck. Um and I, for me, the doll thing is worse than any ghosts, but hmm. Okay, let's talk about the paranormal activity. One of the prominent ghosts named Lydia. Lydia worked at the brothel, um, and her footsteps are felt on the second floor where you can also find unusual cold spots and the strong scent of perfume. She also has been seen as a full-bodied apparition walking around the madame's room or running down the hall. But Lydia isn't just running around and spritzing herself with perfume. Mm -mm, no, she's not. She also waters the plants. Appreciated. And acts aggressively towards men. Very understood. I mean, when you're treated like shit. I mean, yes, that was her quote-unquote job. But men, especially back then, no respect for a woman. <coughs> especially a working one. All right. We're at our last stop, guys. Eldred Rock Lighthouse in Lynn Canal. It is the oldest original lighthouse in Alaska, and that's pretty fucking cool. But it came about because of all the tragic shipwrecks in the area, which that makes sense. The most notorious shipwreck was the Clara Nevada steamship in, no, in 1898, not 1998. Uh, in 1898, the Clara Nevada ran aground on Eldred Rock, it burst into flames and plunged into the icy water. This disaster claimed 75 lives and supposedly hundreds of pounds of gold were lost and never recovered. The souls doing the haunting are those 75, but also others from other shipwrecks. To this day, they haunt the island and the surrounding waters. Okay, but like, tell me what these ghosts do or don't. I guess because the article just it stops there they don't tell me what any of these ghosts do they just haunt it they haunt the whole thing uh, I'm gonna just speculate that you see them walking around I don't know all right everyone that's it for today sorry it's just been a long week and uh, so many things but um, like I had said earlier if you know of any different haunted places in in Alaska or Alabama please send them my way so I can look into them and find some spooky shit for them um, and I know these are not the only haunted places in these two states that we covered and going forward I know that whatever the websites I look at provide me is not going to be the only haunted places but if I sat here and gave you all the haunted places at one time we would never we would never be done so just know that I know that these are not the only haunted places in these states. 
Also, wherever you're listening from, send me your most haunted place in your state, town, city, country, because I would love to look into it and add it to its proper episode or make its own episode if it's a long enough story. Um, And any information you have about that place or an experience you've had, like send that with it. Um, Also, send me your regular ghost stories. doesn't have to be one like this or your cryptids, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Sorry if you just heard Buddy Bark. Uh, And you can email those to hauntedmoonlightpodcast at gmail.com in the show notes. You can follow me on Instagram at hauntedmoonlightpodcast in the show notes. And uh, I will be posting some photos from some of these locations. I'm not going to look up photos for everything. Um, Just a few because we don't need need them all. Um, Yeah, that's going to be it today, guys, for this episode. Um, Thank you all for listening. And until next time, keep it spooky.